you live from DNHQ3 in beautiful South Pasadena, California. You know what this is, guys? This is the Astro Hate Podcast. <laughs> and we're all very excited about it. They finally got theirs. We are powered by the Overtime Podcast Network. What is up, my, uh, you people, whoever you are on Clint? Uh, you can find me as uh, RealFRG or Clint on the internet. You just have to search further and more difficult to find me. It's just Clint. I'm just saying. Just, just kind of saying. What? I forget you have a real name. Uh, I am. This is true. You can find me on uh, you know the internet or whatever we do at Burke Me Three. This beautiful man over here to my left. We can do the intro. I don't want to. Oh, I thought he was going to do it. To be honest with you, but do he I, didn't do it. Do we it. have an intro? I thought you were going to introduce him. I was just saying that was to very the clearly your thing. You were in the middle of it. Rick Krajewski, friend of the show. Uh, he's here. He's in the house, and he's ready to taco about baseball. As uh, as I so really pushing it. Really I, I left it, it in there. I left it in there from yeah. last time. We're also going to dig into them cheating Astros because we have to uh, take a look at the, the trade market because I don't think we've really done too much of that. And that will be featuring my new friend, uh, the guy I met that one time, uh, MOB Network's Chris Rose. And if we have the time, which I, I'm pretty sure we will, we people on the stream side will see this fine gentleman on the desk. we got to give our one last superfluous push for, for the Dodgers that are going for some uh, awards this week because – Obviously, we can do everything we can, but it's not going to make a difference. I thought my vote mattered. <laughs> I think they've already been tallied. Yeah, so. they've been tallied <laughs> before. So I want to try something a little bit different here. Rick? Hey, guys. Rick here. Next Sunday, it's the can't-miss game of the year as the Bears come to town. Make sure you have your seat for the game with Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is a top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in a section and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now is a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app now. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program today. And when it's time to buy, new users enter promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Nice. Done. Uh, also, it is a live stream, so make sure you drop your comments and questions below. Let us know what you think about the, uh, what are we calling it? Uh, I don't Bang know. Bangate. Bangate. Astros Gate. What, all right, Rick. Benghazi. What do you, before we get into to, um, in catching there. up with you, because oh, right. we got to do that at least for a minute. Sweet. What What is the official name for this I in your heart? Your burp. Oh, you're welcome. You put me on the spot for this? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What are my options? I don't know. You're coming up with something. Pretend you're clever. <laughs> like trash can throws or something like that? Oh, Ooh, look at that. Yeah. Put him on the spot. We totally had like a, I don't think we had a gun to him. But, also uh, as a side, uh, Petrified One on uh, Periscope wants to know why you have Joe Davis's kids at your house. I mean, not me. He's talking about Rick. I was at Joe's <laughs> well, house hanging out with his kids. Yeah, it sounds it doesn't sound much better, but it was fun. It sounds a lot better than why do you have Joe's kids at your house? That sounds like you're uh, keeping them. No, I'm not. Like they're there by their own free will. Oh, uh, let's be frank. Boss says two years late gate. Two years late gate. Yeah. I did see that one I like earlier that from them. I, I think I I voted trash can gate. I was I was going with bang gate because they were banging the can or bang bang gate whatever. They, Nola. They have they have a little poll going up themselves on what to name it. You can go check them out as a. At Let's Be Frank Pod on Twitter because oh, they yeah. uh, they go, have a, a poll going on and there's a couple good ones in there. Yeah, go check out that little poll, as you said. The um, little poll. Nola underscore Frito says we knew the Astros were dirty. We just know I didn't know this dirty. I, I mean, I think most people in the industry kind of had a good feeling they were this dirty. Um, 
you, you, you talk to any of the Dodgers, you probably already knew about that. Funny enough, as we we kind of are getting a little ahead of ourselves, we wanted to catch up with one another. We all haven't we haven't had you here for quite some time. You know what? Screw that. Before we get into Astrogate here, where have you been, Mister? Where have I? I don't know. I've been invited back. I mean, that's I mean, you guys. I thought invite. you were just gonna walk back, just like walk in. There's sometimes you guys are recording. And I'm like, I'm like down the street. I could probably just pop in and. <laughs> We probably, some time. probably needed it. <laughs> Except I don't really love that, so yeah. I wouldn't do He's that. He's not a fan yeah. of the pop-in. I mean, nobody's really a fan of the pop-in. but um, That's a Seinfeld episode, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Oh, I'm yes. familiar. But uh, the the MLB is popping into the Astros business right now. See what I did there, see what I did there Brooke? Why don't you tell yeah. everybody about what's going on, Mr. Me3? What are we talking about? The Astros now. Oh, We're yeah, back okay. on the Astros. Yeah, I was reading comments. By the way, James Brown is in the house. The James Brown. I'm sorry to report Amanda is not here. So you cannot stalk her. I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, so if you guys aren't caught up in the, the latest in baseball news, because baseball season's over, and we're all very sad about that, except Rick, because college basketball's here, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> Down with Kentucky. Uh, the Astros basically had a, they had a former pitcher come out and basically say that they cheated during the 2017 championship season, which, of course, is the season that the Dodgers lost in seven games, and my heart was broken forever, and I've never been happy since then, and probably before then, honestly, but let's be honest, it hurt real bad. Seemed, seemed appropriate. Yeah, it was good. It was a nice time to add it. Basically, what they were doing was uh, making loud noises, and uh, it sounds like electronically <clears throat> they were cheating. They were using, which is against the rules. That is sign stealing in the game is not against the rules. I want to clarify that. Uh, we have we have had we had a guy who was very good at stealing signs Correct. in the past, and uh, he is now a uh, you know still works for the team, but just Special in a different advisor, capacity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sign stealing is not illegal, guys. <laughs> Electronically, it is. Who is it? Was it the Yankees that were had the got caught with the Apple Watches a couple years ago? Uh, who was, was the Red Sox? Red Sox. I wasn't paying attention. Oh, it was Sox. one of those Eastern teams that we yeah. don't like. One of them's. You don't remember that when they had the Apple Watches that they were? Oh, yeah. No, that I don't that, even know if they thought they, if they, that, thought they were cheating. It was just wasn't that, they that had Alex them. Cora? Oh, it might have been Alex Cora. Wasn't that Cora. Alex Cora who was yeah. an employee of the Astros, as our producer pointed out earlier today? Scandal. He, you know what? The, uh, the, Apple Gate. The Astro doesn't fall far from the tree? or I don't know. That's just terrible. Wow. You know. You're making me try too hard right now. I need to lick her up. Go, continue, continue. I mean, that was basically it. I don't, I don't really know where else <clears> where to go with it. But uh, the athletic, who athletic is a very reputable uh, media source, and so they released their full-on firsthand knowledge tell-all. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. Report accounts, recollections of instances where the Astros were they cheating, went, and there yeah. was one very, very, very clear instance. And uh, we actually had uh, John Boy. Our boy John Boy, Twitter John fame Boy. and Instagram fame and internet <laughs> fame, so break down the video with a. It was Danny Far Farquhar, yeah. right? I don't know how to he say was also the one yeah. who got hit in the head by a line or had the no, hemorrhage. No, yeah, no, he had he, the brain hemorrhage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, it's an entirely different thing. <clears throat> yeah. But I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page with the same guy. Um, and you can definitely hear it yep. in the video very clearly, and it is uh, interesting how you can see him catch it and realize what's happening, uh -huh. and you can see him say they're doing, and then he yeah, by that blown. point. I don't know what video John Boy has access to because I feel like he's really good at uh, audio isolation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because some of like the like ejections and stuff that he catches, some of the audio, I'm like, there's no way. They, there's that's he, not he has a good, like, I don't know like what he does or what he has access to where he's able to do that. But I know that I saw a video someone else linked of the actual like three hour game on MLB yeah. on YouTube 
where I couldn't pick out the you banging. You can't hear it. Yeah. But then when he did, I was like, oh, that's Blake. He has so, he has the raw field mic, and I don't yeah. know how he gets access yeah. to that or who gives him access so, to that, but I want it. Well, isn't there an option on, uh, on like, not at bat, but the other thing, you know, the other thing where you could pay to watch MLB games as long as you're not a Dodger fan living in L.A., and... Uh, you're able to, uh, j- I think you're able to j- get just field noise or something like that. Where if you it's wanted possible. to turn I off somebody like Joe Buck, like many people do, you would have that. <laughs> used to do that in the MLB 2K. You could turn off the announcers and just hear field noise. Oh, that's what I used to do. I don't like well. announcers in the games. Oh, so whoa. It, I mean, in, in the baseball wow. games, wow. Well, you wow. know, when it's on a somewhere, script, and it's the same thing. Somewhere, Vaskirjian is hurt because <laughs> it wasn't Vaskirjian doing it for like a yes. hot he while. He was, yeah, yeah. yeah Vaskirjian was good. So of course this has been uh, this has been a day for for media and for news and just all the BS coming out with this immediately uh, after you know Kenny Rosenthal and all of them posted that on on the Athletic uh, <laughs> I think the, the Astros took to the, the Twitter or they sent out a, a, a release to them or whoever the hell it went and they were saying oh we're investigating this thing that you're blaming us for now that we totally did. It was it was pretty sad the way they they uh, pretty much oh damn you caught us that's the way it really felt like it and they are cooperating with the investigation or something like that. Um, I do love Mike Fires even more than it, it, after all of this. You know, he's <laughs> like he got his ring, but he's also like f these guys because f those guys. Mm-hmm. I think um, I don't know if it's one of our more favorite things, but it, it's another one of the funny sidebars of this whole thing is is you Darvish responding to yeah. it. And immediately all the people are like, oh, maybe Darvish wasn't the problem. And he's like, he's just, for a minute there, he was responding to everybody like, no, it was totally me. I was crap. So no, I sucked. Yeah, I sucked. He even responded to us with, I think, verbatim, no, I sucked or something like that. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. It was pretty it. golden. It was quality so. content. It actually made me like you, Darvish, a lot yep. more. I, I already did like him, um, but <laughs> I thought that was good where he's like, everyone's like, oh, they, they were cheating. Maybe you, Darvish, isn't that bad. And he's like. No, no, that's no. pretty bad. It's like that I mean, me yeah, dog, they're cheating, but that, yeah. That was me, 100%. That's on me, guys. He's had some quality <laughs> off-season uh, Twitter yeah, experiences, man. Yeah. He's really killing it lately. I mean, what? maybe it's the cynic in me, but I feel like there's going to be an investigation by Major League Baseball, an investigation by the Astros, and they're probably not going to find a whole Nothing's lot. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. No. Fans are going to be pissed, and we'll kind of move on at some point. But as I told you guys before, the two winners for me in this are Mike Fires. New Darvish. New Darvish was yep. already funny on Twitter. I don't think it, as many people knew about it, and this is like his come up, I guess, in that sense. But like, oh. he's handled it well because lesser people would have been like, "Oh, yep, that, that's it. That's why I got rocked in that mm-hmm. game. That's yeah. why I wasn't mm-hmm. good. That's why there." But he's just like, "You know, no, I wasn't very good. Whether that happened or not, it's still my responsibility. I still lost the game. Whatever. I still sucked." He's making a joke of it, which is all you can ask for from an athlete. Yeah. Fires risked his professional i mean i don't know how much longer he has left in his career but after the game by uh by coming out like that Mm -hmm. and and i just like the way he went about it it wasn't like oh i just want to be the guy it was i want to warn the younger guys who you know this may be their only chance Mm -hmm. that this is happening so that they know better so i thought he risked a lot and to tell the truth like that it was pretty admirable and he was the only guy who was willing to go on record which i thought was pretty cool yeah even all the i mean there are i think the way it was it was kind of worded or written up i mean there are a number of people in the organization right now that are Anonymous whistleblowers in a way, but you know, we have the question here. uh, Do you think? Said the Joker asked, "Do do you think MLB will actually do anything about this? What do you guys think? Is is anything really going to come out of this outside of a you know a hand slap?" I think what you were saying it it just makes sense. Like there's going to be an investigation. Something's going to. Some people are going to maybe get in a little bit of trouble. Maybe like some lower level guys, but ultimately, I don't think anything's going to happen. I could see like a suspension or a fine or something like that. Like. Think about, I don't know if you guys watch Succession. 
Never heard of her. Man, it's a great show on HBO. You guys got to watch. But like, big scandal happens at this major company, and they immediately look for like who can be our scapegoat. Uh, and so I'm sure there's gonna be some lower level like traitor. person who like, hey, this guy was involved with it. He's gonna get you know fired or whatever. Like this guy's gonna get a suspension as a result, and then they'll just move on and say, okay, we've done enough with this. Somebody paid the price and move on. I feel like that's gonna yeah. Happen. Somewhere they're like, why did we fire? Yeah. T- didn't we wait yeah, to fire Taubman? And that person's gonna get a really fat paycheck to say, hey, you're gonna take the fall for this, but here is six-figure paycheck to say, hey, thanks for, for everything. And Houston Astros, if you are listening, I'm willing to yeah, take no, the I'm fall. I'm absolutely willing to be yeah. that guy. I can take the fall <laughs> like, for yeah, less than yeah. six figures, as a well, matter well, of fact. Have a price, man. I don't have much of a price, guys. That, it is interesting, though. The Astros have not tweeted anything at all today. Hmm. Not it, one it thing. They have not liked in, anything. They have not been active. It would not be in their best interest to respond to it. They basically hit up the social media person, and they were like, don't post mm. Anything. anything he was like tight i'm staying <laughs> home today here's, yeah here's paid day off there for Sujo. you yeah chief like i'm done here's a no. hundred paid days off you're taking the blame for this <laughs> yeah there you go the social media person was out there with their yeah. iphone and iWatch, that's and that's uh that's and that's how it goes so it tells you apple products are bad and and i've been right the whole time the the other narrative we've seen a lot with this and and it's 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 really pissed off a lot of people on the internet but do you you don't even if you do take away this this title or put the asterisk on it, it doesn't mean anything. Everybody already has that joy, already has that pleasure of, hey, we won it, F y'all, we already did it, it doesn't matter what, what anybody thinks, but you know, they're saying like the people asking, or even a poll that we ran on, on our, our DN Twitter just to see what people's feel of it is, is do you take that title back? And it's like, I don't know, is it posthumously awarding it to the Dodgers or whatever, but... They did say, take it back. Take it back. <laughs> take it back. Uh, nothing like that's going to happen, of course. I, it probably, not even an asterisk again. It's gonna be, somebody's going to take that fall. Um, and I mean, that's cool. That's totally cool, but it's not. I equate it to, I don't know what year it was, but the Rams-Patriots Super Bowl where they were filming practices. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Was it the yep. Rams-Patriots? Yep. Where it's like, okay, they got, they got slapped on the wrist. They got, I think, some draft picks taken away. And, and to this day, Patriots fans still think they got a raw deal on that, even though... I mean, I don't know enough about the facts, but regardless, they still got the Super Bowl. Nothing was taken away. Some fans look at it with an asterisk. Some don't. So I feel like that's going to be what happens out of this is Dodger fans will say, hey, you guys screwed us out of this. But I'm like I was telling you guys, I'm not a revisionist history guy where I'm saying like, oh, well, if they weren't stealing signs, the Dodgers would have won that game in six or that series in six games. Like, who yeah. knows? Maybe the Astros won't even make the World Series and the Yankees beat them. Yes. I don't know. You just can't rewrite history just no. based on some information coming out, you know? Yeah, I mean, everyone's going to wonder what if now, and I think that's the crappy part because we've been wondering what if for a long time, except our what if was was what if we signed Verlander or went after Verlander instead of Darvish, and God, that's always been this, our what if. And that's a lot narrative. easier a lot easier to blame your own front office sure. than to fall under and become a victim of circumstance, and that's a lot harder to deal with. And so I was talking to some people about it today, and I remember there were some pretty huge Vegas bets on the uh, on the Dodgers in that 2017 World Series. I remember one guy in particular had put down like 1.5 million or something on them. Huge number, huge ridiculous number. Imagine how that guy feels right now. I mean, if he can afford to put down that much money on the Dodgers, it's probably not that big of a deal for him. But nevertheless, like you think about what should have been yours, and that's tough. That's tough to look back on. Definitely a black eye for baseball when you're talking about the integrity of the game i guess um like i said sign stealing is 100 percent of part of the game but that is against the rules and it's very the clearly against the rules yeah, and they yeah. know it's against the rules there's no we didn't know we couldn't do that like they understand <clears throat> so that's going to be tough to get over it's going to be uh it's going to be 
a weird year for them next year. And it's going to be a weird thing for them to have to work around for the next season. After that, it'll pretty much be gone. The same way everything else in the past has been gone from teams that have gone through things Mm -hmm. similar to this. Uh, You know, the Patriots with Deflategate, gone in a season. Everyone forgot about it. No Mm -hmm. one cares about it. Things like that. Stuff happens. The Apple Watch. um, What I think is... Fiasco, whatever. What I think is interesting is I read that... uh, Shoot, what book was it? What's a book? What is this word? Dude, I've been reading way too many books lately. It's the thing with the paper. (laughs) Forgot what book it was, but they basically talked about the kind of the Astros organization, how there was like so much resentment and distrust within the organization because, you know, it was very much a process formulated, you know, no feelings, no whatever kind of organization. And so I think there was always kind of this mistrust for the organization itself, but there was nothing really to back it with. Yeah. And over the past, like, I mean, the Osuna thing was a start, but over the past like month now, we've had like a couple instances where it's like, okay, it's really easy to dislike this team. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's they're, like they're one hundred percent. I think the biggest villain yeah, now yeah. In, in baseball. So um, I guess the Yankees are very excited about all of this. <laughs> That's true. The Yankees like to be excited. You about got it. Like that. You uh, got the breaking news. Gabe Kapler just hired as the Giants' new manager. By the way. Oh did, wow! Did anybody not expect that? Um, I thought there was a chance it could be some very random person. No. I thought there was an that outside was, that chance, was but it's a Farhan. Yeah. It's yeah. a Farhan grown, born and raised. That was that was the guy that Farhan wanted immediately, <laughs> and ownership was like, no, you got to interview some more. And then Dave Roberts, as he does with his words, whisked them away because he's a talker. He's How are you nothing. tweeting right now? Magic. Wow. The age we live in. Speaking of Andrew Friedman, to, to, to button up this this final bit of, of the Astros thing, he did... That's not uh, what we're talking about the whole time? What? <laughs> I thought that's what all we were going to talk about. Oh, the entire episode? No, yeah. no, that's, that's not the way this works. But Friedman uh, responded mm. with... Uh, what, what was he pretty much saying? He's like, yeah, we kind of knew about it, and now we know to do better. Basically, sort of basically what he was saying was a lot of people had said that Darvish was tipping his pitches in the 2017 World Series, and that's how the Astros got to him. And he said, we have things in place to make sure that doesn't happen. We have people to catch that. We have systems to make sure that that is not a reason why our pitcher is getting rocked. And he's like, so if this is true, it makes sense. It adds up. Yeah. If it's true, he he did add that on very, you know, very Andrew Friedman way to approach it. There's a uh, diplomacy there. Yeah. Big time. Tina G man, Tina G man on Facebook says they should lose multiple draft picks. That's probably a good start. Jason McClure says, hashtag give it back. I like that one. That's That's pretty good. Wait, you know what? I haven't, I haven't awarded any points uh, yet because I consider those points. Draft picks don't have the same – they just don't have the same feel as they do in other sports, though. Like, you talk about, like, punishment in football, that's a huge thing yeah. to have your draft pick. Or even basketball. Basketball is only two rounds. Yeah. Football is, what, seven rounds? I mean, in it's baseball, it's like, all right, whatever. Who cares? We're to go mm. international anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> So tw- Twitter is working in Perez sixteen nineteen is there? He says book. Okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. That's good. Because uh, you see, Rick, the kids are calling older folks boomers these days. I mean, I feel pretty old all the time, so that makes sense. <laughs> old all the time. Math adds well, up. Like that one giant tear is rolling down my cheek. <laughs> <laughs> well, have it roll down the other cheek, that because that oh, that sorry. particular cheek is on camera right now. Oof. Uh, Our hype man brings up a good point. It is really easy to hate the Astros. It is they just fantastic. they just really make it easy on everybody. It's fantastically easy to to hate the Astros, and they deserve it. I was rooting for the Astros. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was rooting for uh, Brian Dozier, <laughs> and uh, I was rooting for Rally Meteor. Honestly, I never forgave Para for breaking up Ryu's no hitter. I still don't <laughs> like Para. I just- 
Guys, don't you hate it when your team performs really, really well and you wanted to put money on them, but you just couldn't find the time? Well, we're halfway through the NFL season and those Los Angeles Rams are pushing for the playoffs. They're making a big push and you're going to want to be there to bet on them. The NBA season is also here. The Lakers and LeBron, along with Mr. Anthony Davis, are pushing for an NBA championship, the first one in a long time in Los Angeles. Not to mention the fact that college football is also in the home stretch, and we're right on the dawn of college hoop season. If you haven't gotten in on the action, now is the time. Check out the latest from our friends at mybookie.ag. Perhaps you want to bet on the Rams taking on the Bears this weekend, or you want to get in on that sweet Lakers-Suns action. Maybe you're a Kings fan and you want to bet against the Wild. Do it on mybookie.ag. Of course, in addition to traditional spreads and totals, quarters and halves are periods on tops, including points, yards, and goals. There's PGA, there's NASCAR, there's soccer, and there's so much more. Now's the best time to get in on the action. Sign up at mybookie.ag. Use promo code OVERTIME. That's O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E. And they will match your first deposit. Again, promo code OVERTIME, O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E, and new users get their first deposit doubled. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. We've gone a lot into free agency, but we really haven't talked about the trademark. And that's where the fun is. That's where really the more you look at it and... You know, right now the general manager meetings are happening, and while nothing happens really during those meetings, I don't think we've ever seen any moves or any sort of headlines come out of it outside of the Astros being piles of crap this year. Mm. Um, that's going to be awkward. That's where the groundwork, <laughs> the groundwork, yeah, the, somebody walks in. Who's their guy? Is it, is it Crane? No, it's the owner, right? Crane's the owner. It's yeah, the, whatever. They all look the it's same. Uh, Jeff. <laughs> His name's Jeff. Lunau. Lunau, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Jeff. He's, yeah. Gonna, he's, I, he's probably going to go home. Yeah. ISIS Jeff. That's he's like, I'm going to skip the GM meetings this year, probably. <laughs> I would recommend it, Jeff. But they're all talking, or probably not talking. It's 2019, so they're probably all like jammed in the corners on their computers, instant messaging each other or something like that. This is the way I assume. You know, that's nobody cute. doesn't really talk. But this is where a lot of trades sort of the, the framework gets laid, laid out. Uh, maybe we'll see some moves happen at, at the winter meetings, but. This is already lining up to be another god-awful, slow, painful offseason, it feels like to me. But um, we can't wait until February when the signings start. (laughs) I know, right? It's going to be great. We've talked a lot about Colin Rendon and all that, but not enough on the trade. So uh, this guy over here, FRG, that's me. I ran into uh, MLB Network superstar and host of Intentional Talk, Chris Rose. Rosie was at Dodger Stadium uh, earlier this week on Monday, and he actually took some time to to chat with us about uh, just the idea of, of trades and, and where the, the Dodgers are at this offseason. So let's go ahead and give that a listen. I do think that um, the Dodgers are kind of primed for a big trade now. You know, I know it hasn't been their M.O. to do that in the offseason, but I, I – you know, you win the division seven straight years, and you've been to the World Series now two of the last three, um, but can't quite get over the hump. I think they're going to look real closely at that roster and see that there are some big, big names available that, that might be able to be had. Well, I mean, we, we know the names that are out there, whether it's Lindor or Betts or, or Brian. I mean, at Betts, obviously, you're, you would be trading for a guy on a one-year deal, and yeah. they, they probably feel pretty set in the outfield, and in particular in right field, for a long time. But I think... I think that's maybe the route to go. I mean, the, the young guys that they brought up and held on to, to their credit, they said, listen, we're not going to trade these guys. And a lot of them have turned into guys that um, have contributed mightily to this to this run that they've been on. But sometimes you got to 
change course a little bit. Yeah. I think it'd be fun for Dodger fans too, because when you make a big trade, there's kind of a that infusion of energy and you're willing to take a chance. We got Mookie Betts, we got Frankie Lindor, and kind of a newer name you, you're, you're sort of surprised to see in Chris Bryant. Um, if we're looking at trades, we're looking at any of those names, and, and I already hear a, a sound coming out of you, Brooke, about the idea of Chris Bryant, and I kind of feel the same way. I don't think Chris Bryant's a good baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> On the idea of trades, Dodgers have the, the, the most uh, firepower out of any team, 100%. We, this much we know. Um, I don't know. We're hearing Chris Bryant. I want your guys' take. Let's start on Bryant, the thought of Bryant in, in L.A., and let's, let's go with you, Mr. Krajewski. Uh, I don't know that I'd love that for the Dodgers, to be honest. I think Mm-mm. he's a good hitter. He's a great player. Obviously a lot of star potential, but uh, from what I've seen kind of the last couple of years, he's regressed a little bit as a player. And 100%. There's a reason why he's on the trading block for a Cubs team that talent-wise should be competing every year right now. So the reason that they're, they're willing – they're willing to unload him because they're not happy with him either. So I'm 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 okay with that. Thoughts? He's like a 120 OPS plus guy. He's not he's not a guy that performs exceptionally well outside of Chicago. And I know Chicago is like a really hit or miss ballpark. Like you can uh, really feast your famine there, depending on the sure. day, depending on the wind. Yep. You know the you know the wind in Chicago. Love it. You're, you, you can't get enough. You Next like to week, be baby. in the wind. Yeah, you'll be there. That's ice though. Ice sure. wind. Yeah. Ice wind is different. Um, he doesn't make sense for me. No. He's not like a long-term guy that profiles for me. He's not really a short-term guy that profiles there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it would make sense for the Cubs to trade him the more I think about it with uh, their current depth and the, their lack of farm system, yeah. for better or worse. Um, it would make sense. And they got a couple <clears throat> of guys from their core that they could probably trade from, if not one or two of them. Um, Kyle Schwarber should definitely not be a Cub. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber <laughs> yeah. should definitely not be in the National League. Correct. Uh, so it doesn't make sense that he's made it this long there, and you know his bat really profiles well. Like, I don't know. Hey, even Oakland. though they, even though they eventually got that World Series out of him or with him in tow, I think I think the Cubs were, were no. I was going a different way with it. The Cubs were really set on this course with the Hayward move. That 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 what eight yeah. year two was it two hundred? It was like way too much money. He got a for deal. the Jay Hay kid. Um, does it? That was it. No, I yeah. was just telling you that uh, Chris Bryant doesn't make sense to me. I don't no. want him, and I don't want him near my team. Uh, as a person, I'm sure he's great. I've never met him, but seems he like seems a really like nice a nice guy, kid. actually. Yeah. yeah, people really like him. A he's, lot of sh- those Chicago guys He's a handsome nice. boy. I think all of them, except I'm, I'm not big on Wilson Contreras. That's just like a personal thing. I don't know where that vendetta comes from, but I don't really like Wilson Contreras. Everybody else is fine. I like Javi Baez what about a lot. Edison Russell? Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no. Uh, and moving right along. <laughs> Betts, Mookie Betts is is by far Boston's biggest trade chip, but to me, he just he doesn't feel like a fit any way, shape, or form with the Dodgers. Even if he did play a whole bunch of second base in the minor leagues, and even you know he has played a little bit in the big leagues, that's still limited to second base, and that's not really the the problem area for Los Angeles. Do do you guys feel any one way or another? For granted, he was just an MVP. Correct. I would argue that he fits perfectly for this team. On. What if I didn't throw yeah. anything into that? What if I just said that? And I was like, that's, that's it. That's a great argument. Hashtag analysis. Ooh. Very high on base guy. Mm-hmm. Very high on base percentage. He can mm-hmm. steal bases, which is something that we haven't had for, I don't know, since, since the last D. Gordon. Time. <laughs> yeah, since D. Gordon. I don't think they're going to I know, I him. I know. I know. I know. I know. He does not fit in as a second baseman. I don't think he is a second baseman. I think he's a left fielder. 
Why isn't he a right fielder? He could be a right fielder too, but I want Bellinger to play right field. I want Bellinger to play center field too, actually. I want yeah. Bellinger to play anywhere where he thrives. That's all I care yeah. about. I don't really care. You can make Mookie a left fielder at Dodger Stadium. There's nothing exceptionally difficult about Dodger Stadium compared to the stadium he currently plays at, which is hella difficult. <laughs> and he's a right-handed hitter. Okay. We need a right-handed hitting outfielder. This is true. Pollock was that. We hope that he's still going to be that. He's going to be better at it, hopefully. But I'm just – listen, guys. I know I've been trying to trade Jock Peterson for like 15 years now. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. He doesn't fit the mold that this team – I don't know. It's just – he just fit, doesn't he just fit so much better somewhere else? And the league values him so much higher than we do in L.A. And can he just go? Please. Hey, the sooner I like him, but can he go? The sooner Jock is gone, the sooner we can get somebody that more closely resembles an actual leadoff hitter. So I am all for that. Isn't it, this is last year of team control? Yes, Jock. Yeah, I believe so. It yeah. is it. This is it, and he's going to be paid way more than we want to give him this year for a guy who's going to have I don't know four hundred at bats max. Rick, do you have any feelings one way or the other uh, expanding on on the bets idea? I mean, I won't talk about guys to get rid of it's not really my position being with the team and everything but good call uh i mean i love bets as a player i think he'd be great i mean he'd be great from the roster like you said as a as a right-handed hitter something <clears throat> the dodgers pretty much desperately need yeah yeah like given their left-handed bulk of the lineup but um you, you got to factor in he's basically a one-year rental unless they want to sign him long term which will be a pretty hefty contract so fatty contract yeah so uh, what assets are you going to give up to get him and is there a better option, I guess, for right-handed bat? Yeah. Maybe that's something we'll get into the next guy. But, I mean, I, I would love to see bats on this team. You'd have potentially a MVP from last year and potentially an MVP question mark in the same outfield. Yeah. It'd be incredible. I mean, two guys who have won gold gloves. I mean, it, it's <laughs> – I, I don't think there's a bad thing that you can get from that, but it's a matter of what it would cost, how it would work, and – you know, again, it's one year potentially, and then you know you're out whatever assets you gave up, and and hopefully it's the year you win the World Series. But if it doesn't, it's okay. It's another Dodgers main attempt, and it didn't work out. Plus, he's going to be like a twenty something million dollar guy in two thousand. Exactly, he's going to be expensive. Uh, I don't know, and you know the Red Sox are going to overvalue him. Yeah, one hundred percent in terms of the to. prospect. They have to. They, have have to. To. they don't have, have a choice to. because yeah. their farm system is. Not good. There's a lot of bad farm systems out yeah. there right now. I didn't realize that on a lot of really good teams. A lot of really good teams are about to be really bad. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers are the Dodgers. really good, and they have a really good farm system, so that gives you that opportunity to go. Again, mm-hmm. I feel whoever the hell we want, and I use we very liberally, we can go get them. We 100% can go get them. It just We finally have to accept the idea of, okay, we are going to have to trade probably Lux and at least Gonsolin plus maybe, you know, two more dudes and on top of that. So there's just like, there's a lot, there's a lot of bodies that are going somewhere, especially for someone like a Mookie Betts or the, the, the name we were all talking about it before hitting that, that live button, but the name that probably makes the most sense for, for this club and for this offseason. We're seeing it pop up a lot. Honestly, it was the, pretty much it was the first name that came out. I think it was Morosi threw it out there like the middle to end of October. But Frankie Lindor is a dude whose name is on the trade market. Cleveland needs to get rid of him. Or they don't need to, but they kind of have no choice because they need to cut payroll to be – to for them – maintain sustainability and the idea of 
Lindor in Dodger Blue is this good. More with Chris Rose talking about Francisco Lindor. You know, I'm a Cleveland guy, and I, I don't think it's too much to say that Frankie Lindor is my favorite Indian of all time, and that's saying something because he's only been in the big leagues now for not even five years. But what he brings to the table, how he can change the dynamic of a club with his energy, you're talking about a gold glove shortstop who can hit 40 home runs, who gives you a good at bat, and loves the limelight. I mean, I would do everything in my power if I'm Andrew Friedman to pry him away from the Indians. And the Dodgers have plenty of young, controllable players that the Indians would, would love and yeah. would covet. And like I said, he he can change stuff because Seeger is as solid a career as he's had so far. He is injury prone. And I don't know... Let's say he was one year from free agency. Would the Dodgers want to lock him up yeah. definitively? I don't know. I don't know. So we're talking pretty much it would have to be at least a direct positional swap with Lindor and Seager. He's not guaranteed to have to include Seager in that trade. But one of the things I asked Mr. Krajewski here was to just give us some, some, some love, give us some stats. Let's compare the idea at shortstop of Lindor versus Seager by the numbers. What, what do you got for me, uh, Mr. Krajewski? I mean, offensively, they actually compare fairly similarly. Um, just from an average on base, like kind of the peripherals. Um, you look at that there. I mean, Seager has a little, a little bit of a slight edge, actually, if you look at it. But um, Lindor, surprisingly, has a little bit more power. Um, he averages a little over 30 home runs a year, where mm-hmm. Seager's more in the 20, 25 range. Yeah. Um, Seager, obviously, more doubles. Oh. Uh, from an, from the um, war perspective, Lindor, just over the last four years, hasn't beat, but you have to factor in that Seager missed almost a full year. Um, speed. Got a hat tip to a Lindor on that one. Mm-hmm. And defense, I think, is where Lindor really sets himself apart. I mean, the, the number of plays he can make, the range he has, really kind of supersedes what Seager can do on the field. Seager has benefited greatly from kind of the positional adjustments yeah. and the scouting that the Dodgers do, which is great. But now you say, okay, can you do the same thing with Lindor? And it's like, I want to say he makes like 45% of the non-routine plays. Mm-hmm. Factor in that now he's going to be in a better position before the play starts. I mean, it's... It's kind of amazing the ground that he can cover and what he can do and, yeah. and what he could do with the Dodgers. So when I hear that name, I get excited. It's no knock on Seager. I'd love to, I mean, in an ideal Rick world, we have Seager and Lindor on the left side of the infield. Everybody's happy and, you know, everybody can play everywhere. But, you know, if, if the trade were made, I wouldn't be a guy who says, oh, no, you know, my favorite player is gone now. Mm-hmm. You no, know, what do we have left? It's I'd be really excited about having Francisco Lindor. What are you thinking there, Mr. Brook? Well, I kind of said it before. We haven't had a true leadoff hitter in uh, since Rafael Furcal. We haven't had a really good glove in the infield since uh, Rafael Furcal. So yeah. I'm off. I mean, I love it. I would love if he came over here. I don't know what we'd have to give up to him. Yeah. Obviously, with how much control he has left on him, the Indians are going to ask for a lot. It starts a with lot. Lux. It starts with Lux. And Every that's, move. That's not even it. Any trade that, that happens to come down this offseason, Lux is no longer a Los Angeles Dodger. Everybody wants this kid. Mm-hmm. And right now we're, we're fighting. I think we're, as Dodger fans, maybe I'll speak for myself more here, but you know we're fighting having seen so many hits. And, and you know our, our SD Dodger, Tim Rogers, pointed it out in, in one of his recent articles. Uh, I think it was him. If it wasn't Tim, then Tim, I'm giving you the credit. But, <laughs> you know... We've been so blessed to have so many hits with – we pretty much keep cranking out the hits, whether it's Bellinger or Seager or, or you know, Walker Bueller, these, these can't-miss prospects. 
aren't missing and that's that's a huge thing so you really want to see what's next what can we pull out of gavin Lux? can he be right. that guy who was hitting close to 400 for most of his his triple a career this this uh this year it just at some point though as as rosie points out in the earlier clip that you know well people on the podcast side will be able to hear it because i'm going to fix that but the other people uh, couldn't hear it the it was sd dodger tim thank you tim at some point, you need to just – you can't just keep relying on the same thing. You, you need the excitement of change. You need to go out and find, like, like a, a known commodity in this case with Lindor as opposed to maybe what you might get out of Lux. And Lux, what? Lux is 21, 22. He's, he's, young. he's a young boy. He's a young, supple boy. And it's going to take him a very, very long time to become that guy that's – you know, he doesn't immediately become Corey in his third season. He might be more – I mean, not to say his rookie month was fantastic, but you don't know what you have in him yet. And we're all so very tired of losing and being this sort of laughing stock in, in baseball in a way that sometimes you just have to change course. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know? And keep in mind, if they do decide to offload Frankie, uh, that basically cements the fact that they're looking to overhaul their entire financial situation and so with that in mind they're mm -hmm. gonna probably send kluber out somewhere yep. because he has a huge contract he's like at 18 million dollars for you know for a 34 year old pitcher that's a little hefty for the indians mm -hmm. carlos santana they still have him on their books uh for roughly the same mm -hmm. um you got guys like uh jose ramirez who are about to become or in their arbit arbitration three-year think guys like that you know mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of moving parts to this if they decide and it's going to start with frankie so if they decide to offload him the dodgers who knows they could take on mm -hmm. Corey kluber's contract that might be yep. part of the deal True. because they're going to want to get rid of money and the dodgers have money to spend so and, and you gotta need consider a, that too you need another right-handed starter right. and somebody that yeah. can can get you uh, you know some quality innings hey, you know what some people look at the fact they only made seven starts in 2019 what's the problem oh so uh, some people look at the idea that that they only made he only made seven starts in 2019. Um, I look at that as that's low mileage. I'm taking the Scott <laughs> Boris pitch on that or approach on it. Hey, there you go. You know what? He saved himself a year of throwing on that arm, so he should be all healthy and spruced up and and ready to bring the Dodgers a, a championship home uh, in 2020. Of course, that's just me um, wishful that, thinking. The other thing I didn't mention with Lindor is as a switch hitter, that's a right-handed bat again. You're talking about bets. I mean, a guy yeah. in a situation he could hit right-handed in a leadoff spot. So if you think, I mean, I, I want to say when I looked at his career stats, he was slightly better as a right-handed hitter than lefty. Yep. Last year he was worse as a righty, but overall, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a guy who can hit it from both sides of the plate. So I feel good about having him in the lineup if, if that trade were made. And plus that's something that's just a little bit different, and it's kind of fun to have the idea, you know, a switch hitter there at the top. Yeah. That That's a true difference maker in the lineup. I mean, he could be somebody you bat leadoff or whatever, but, you know... The, you look at that lineup, or you look at that 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 potential infield, and you're seeing. I don't think there's any way, shape, or form that that Justin Turner isn't playing first in 2020. You're looking at Turner at first and Muncie at second, and then Steger at third and Lindor at short, and that's like that. You know, that's pretty damn good infield. Yeah, that's you know, a scout, not a scout here, but. Uh, I would. I think that would win. I think that would do. A, uh, they would score a lot of uh, run points, as, as the kids call them these days. And I think there's a lot of flexibility that comes with kind of the. I mean, the Dodgers have always been very flexible in terms of being able to play guys in different spots. Mm -hmm. But 
I think a lot for Muncy's development at second base has been when he played more consistently throughout the yep. year for weeks at a time at second, yep. he yep. was a lot better and more comfortable out there when he was kind of moving around a little bit or not getting regular days in the lineup. That's where you saw him boot a couple balls or not be as sharp. So yep. I think as he continues to develop, maybe in that second base role, you know, having him out there consistently every day or 140 games mm-hmm. a year, um, really pay dividends for him personally. Yeah. Give Muncy a consistent spot, let him learn it. And, and Seager's already like, like you were saying, Rick, thanks to, his his uh, defensive positioning and all that he's already such an exceptional uh, glove on the infield at short. You you really wonder what he would do with a, a less rangy and more mm-hmm. you know straight up and down position. You you could see him put up a you know a three defensive ward season or whatever. I mean, does anybody look at that? Is that like a stat people care about? I mean, I look at some of the other fan graphs metrics more like defensive mm-hmm. run saves and yeah. UZR and stuff like that. So I focus more on that. But I mean, it's definitely something you look at. On a day-to-day basis. I mean, the thing with Seager is it's not like he's been bad at shortstop or like we're yeah. looking like we need to overhaul the position defensively. But if you can upgrade it and if he can play a good third base, if you end up keeping him, I mean, that's something you have to look into at least. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Turner's defense at third base is, has been going downhill for the past two years yeah. and I mean, it probably comes will continue. Yeah. He's getting older. His knees hurt. His wrist hurts. His back hurts. His mm-hmm. everything hurts. He's old. Same. I get it. I get it. He profiles as a first baseman long term for his old age and... Might as well just move him over there now if you have the chance to. <laughs> it's going to happen. Get yeah. him over there. Yeah. And well, the like other... we said, give Muncy a spot. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. The other thing, I think the Times today uh, officially linked the Dodgers as air quote in on Donaldson, which is another old third baseman, but I, I, I kind of like the, the dynamic he brings. Mm-hmm. He's somebody who I think is sort of notorious as, and <laughs> in, in, in a positive spin, kind of a clubhouse asshole. Because he's not there to to just f around. He wants to be there to win. And I was talking to um, a beat writer for for the uh, for the Braves, Mr. Gabe Burns, former editor over here at, at Dodgers Nation. He's a beat writer for the Braves, and he was talking about pretty much that same vein how how much the the introduction of Donaldson into that that clubhouse there at, at SunTrust or whatever the hell they call that ballpark these days. Um, just it was it was a different uh, a different I guess we'll call it a different monster for the club. Like he's sort of in his own world, but he's very receptive to anybody coming up and asking him for this or that. You know, he'll he'll take his time with the media, and and I think just you know you have that angry boy in the back. It, it could be I don't know if it's a problem to say the Dodgers are maybe looking a little too buddy buddy in the clubhouse these days it's probably a good thing you prefer that it was nice to go through a season where it wasn't oh Puig did this or somebody's mad at that or Granky's trying to fight Puig or whatever the hell the problem was at any given point in time but also at some point where it starts to get a little too vanilla and boring which I know is right up Rick's alley he loves that wow you said that that is literally his <laughs> own shot words. Liar, I just wow. like to say he said that <laughs> so literally his that own words so rude he says no, that about you like vanilla it's fine I love you both, like like co-hosts. Yeah, boring, it was the word you used. That's great. <laughs> Man. 
marinate. So far, boomer and boring. <laughs> you boring boomer. <laughs> wow. Didn't you didn't you text me that earlier today? Like you said you were boring or something? No, I, I, don't, I don't know why I would do that. <laughs> it was all fake news. Should I leave? Yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, some sort of change. See, me in that clubhouse being the guy who's razzing and, and ruining everybody's day. See, that could be a difference maker. Josh Donaldson could be that difference maker. What do you guys think? I could be wrong on this. Donaldson. But 88, Gibson came in. Hmm. Yes. They were trying to pull pranks, and he was like, no, I'm not going to deal with this. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like. He walked out. Yeah. Yeah. So I know your shirt literally says enough about 88, but I mean, that was a guy who was basically came in and was like, no, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know if we're allowed to swear this. I don't want to mess around in the, in the clubhouse. I want to win whatever it takes to win. We're going to win. I need to win. And I'm not saying that the way that's the way Donaldson is, but maybe a different personality type like that to say, Hey, I'm here. If you guys want to talk or if you have questions for me or whatever you need, but I have, I'm getting older. I have one focus and that's mm-hmm. the Winter world series. And I think that can be good for the clubhouse. I don't know what it'll cost. I don't know any logistics on that, but if, mm. if you were to bring him in, I can't see him being a bad clubhouse guy. No. And while he's, he's older, he's also somebody that kind of fits that, that, the type of player that the Dodgers want, which is pay him a bunch, pay him for not that long. And you know, you, you're taking Turner away from third. It checks off a lot of boxes and you're not losing that prospect capital. I think he does have the qualifying offer attached to him. If I'm not mistaken. But, I don't know. Um, He's so old he shouldn't, but <laughs> there's a possibility. Um, he also, if you look up every benches clearing incident in the Major League Baseball since his arrival, he's in a lot of them. <laughs> Not necessarily in the middle of all of them, well, but he's was, always the first one out there. That was when, that uh, brief time when Toronto was good. Yeah, when yeah. Toronto was fighting with the Rangers every other week. Um, you know when Odor cleaned uh, um, Batista. Batista's yeah, clock? Was- Donaldson was the first one out on the field, like, sprinting out on the field with Pilar, like both jumping over people to punch Odor. So I don't know. Maybe you need that. Mm-hmm. We don't have that guy really anymore. Who is that? Like Kershaw became that guy and it was just like, that's, that's not what it's supposed to be. Like this or doesn't John make Boy sense. Masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> when Kershaw like gets up over the yeah. fence, like saunters out to the middle of the field and you're like, this is our well, fight. That, that was like <laughs> this that is our one, fight now. That was that one time. Most of the times Kershaw was dancing around like a dork, which was a fun introduction to, you know, his um, repertoire, I guess we'll call it. Yeah. It, but, um, the I many personalities of Clinton. Kirk. want us to talk about Kirsch right now. I'm just saying I'll SD Dodger. Him. Dave points out that Billy Bean chased Donaldson out. I don't know if he chased him out, but, um, yeah, that's one take Wasn't on it. it. Like, Brett Lowry for yeah, that would be more Brett Lowry that was eventually chased out. Gail, friend of the show, Gail says was thinking the same thing about Donaldson. Need a fire in the clubhouse, and he was definitely that in Toronto. He will start a fire. She would know about Toronto. Literally, she's in Canada. Yeah, so that means resident expert on all things Canadian teams. Canada's pretty big. Is she in in Toronto? Toronto? I don't think she's in Toronto. What's he gonna say? Why are you mad? I'm just saying. If you're in L.A., like if you live in L.A., that means you live in California to people. So if she lives in wherever, that means she lives in all of Canada. Realize the like when I, like the entire yeah, like when I go places and they're like, where are you from? And I'm like, L.A., America. America. <laughs> Even though I'm not from L.A. America. We got a, a funny little, um, I don't know what we want to call this, but but friend of the show, John Isles, everybody's a friend of the show here, uh, on YouTube says, eerie coincidence tonight. Second round on Jeopardy, the clue mentions a telescope, 1951s, and an Apple Watch in 2017 being used to steal signs. The team's names Bobby Thompson. were not mentioned. <laughs> That's pretty funny. See that, guys? That's like divine intervention or something. I don't know. Manifest Destiny. Never heard of her. 
It's a way different thing. Jose knows best. Says this is his first time watching. Well, thank you for joining uh, uh, us today. Uh, and he loves it. Okay, I was gonna ask. He's like, this ask, is like, trash. He's like, do you like it? I Get would that like boring to boomer off. <laughs> I, Get I, the boring boomer off. I, I would like to note that my old lady says, "Stop being mean to Rick." Thank you. Hey, I gave you a mug. That's also love. See, I, I, I mean, it says boomer on the boomer. It doesn't yeah. say boomer. It has, it, does. it has his friends. <laughs> those, are, those are some nice people. Rick and the Boot Boys. I saw Boyd last night. And he didn't invite us. It was a Clippers game. You could have come. A lot of people were there. Uh, I think I'll pass on the Clippers. Kawhi. <laughs> Never yeah. heard of it. Kawhi, would you pass? Sweet Lou. <laughs> come on. Go ahead. You, you do it. a thing. Hit it. You do a thing. You, you take over, Brooke. You go ahead. Just making this all about you. <laughs> well, you know what? It usually is all about me, guys, and so that's why we're going to talk about uh, my awards for this. No, we're, I don't have any awards for the season. It is still baseball award season, and yeah. it's coming down to the final turn. The ballots, of course, have already been cast, and the likelihood that people are listening to the podcast after the award winners were already announced are pretty high, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> yep. It's not a big deal. We can still talk about it. But We, we have several nominees, and two. by several, I mean multiple. Those. Yeah. We have those. We have upwards of multiple. Does several apply to like two or like more than no. two usually? No. I think it goes a couple, three to a four. few. Several is a few. Uh, no, several is like it's, three it's, or it's, more. You guys let us know. Right, three to five. <laughs> three to five is several. Subscribe. Three to seven. <laughs> subscribe. Seven is several. <laughs> yeah, mash that subscribe button, uh-huh. fam squad. Uh, we, I mean, we... I wouldn't say we timed this appropriately because we've I've been hoping to get you in here for a while, but it just feels like the right timing considering that our boy Rue is up for his, I don't know, is it an earned Cy Young? Where are you at on the three nominees? And I'll, I'll, I will accept both a biased opinion. I was going to say you're going to have to. And yeah, a biased. I almost opinion. wore a Ryu shirt here. so uh, And yet you didn't. You dressed like an adult. We're still right. Very proud of you. Stayed on brand. Stayed on very often. So, um, as far as the Cy Young goes, <clears throat> very biased. I would love for you to win. I think you put together an exceptional season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the ERA leader. Um, what do I have? He was first in ERA, first in ERA plus, first in walks per nine. Um, but I think that the reason that he may not win is because he really struggled down the stretch. Um, what his last seven starts, two and three with a five four ERA. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say, just this isn't from like any insider information, anything like that. But I got the, the perception when I talked to people earlier in the season that it was always like, oh, Ryu's doing great. This is awesome, fun to watch. He had the 32 consecutive score lists. Mm-hmm. It's not going to last. Oh, it's going to regress. And then it yeah. didn't regress. And it it's, kept going. And it kept going. And they started the All-Star game. And, I was, and it was, okay, but this will ne- it, it's not going to keep yeah, going. And yeah. then finally, like later in the year, there were guys being like, I think your boy's going to win the Cy Young. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Kind of been talking about this for a while now. Oh, whatever. Yeah. And then it was almost like immediately that it flipped and he started mm-hmm. struggling a little bit. And it's almost like the guys were looking for a reason not to vote for Ryu because let's be honest, he doesn't have the strikeout numbers. It's not sexy. No. I mean, I, one of his stats I just listed was first in walks per nine, Yeah, which yeah. is something only I care about. So <laughs> like it, there's uh, going to be a hundred reasons not to vote for him because you have Scherzer, you have um, DeGrom who probably will win it if I'm being totally honest. Mm-hmm. Um, who can just, I mean, DeGrom led the league in strikeouts again, and, and he carried the team down the stretch. So if you're looking at guys who, in a world where a lot of people vote by what they're seeing at the end of the season, DeGrom was awesome down the stretch, even yeah. though the Mets were already eliminated, mm-hmm. whatever, and Ryu struggled. So I could see a lot of guys just swaying their vote that way, saying like, yep, this is why, because, you know, at the Makes end of the season, sense. this was it, and this was that. But in my mind, it was the reason they were looking for all along. Mm-hmm. 
on a separate note, Uh-oh. if he does win, how will you celebrate said win? Because that's the important information. It's a very important question. You hit that really fast. That was impressive. You just that's the it. pinky, too. I don't... You guys know how I feel about... You broke him. Like, you're going to run... Are you going to be in Chicago when it's announced? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. I don't know. I, I don't know when no, you're going I, to Next Wednesday. When next I Wednesday. Okay. If my mom's listening, I'm coming home next Wednesday. He's um, Mom! Out, he's going to let out a very slightly audible woo. You'll and hear it's it. It's going to be yeah. very exciting. It'll be... Ooh. There'll be like a sprint around the neighborhood, and then I'll be hitting up anyone. Like you, you guys will get texts. Be like, you guys want to go out tonight? You want to hang out? I want to be in a social setting right now, which does not happen that often. So. Well, we're playing want to be social. Day, so you can come yeah. out and hang out with us, and we'll have beer, and you can watch us play. You can wear sports. just your reuse. Just how I imagine celebrating your reuse. Like watching people play softball. Or you can uh, come out that's and play. How I pictured it. Eight dudes on the team with with six girls. That totally works. My back kind of hurts. You can play shortstop. No, I don't want him at short. Left-handed shortstop. Always yeah, works. Shortstop yeah, is exactly. pretty dope. I got other people. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I'll celebrate. I mean, it would... I don't know. <laughs> you have to follow him on Like uh, a mini Instagram. bottle of champagne. <laughs> with our sponsor, <laughs> Medella. Yeah. I wish Medella was our sponsor. Medella. I keep reaching out to them. They don't look, answer. Look, 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 look. If, if I, I had to, wrote it in Spanish. If I had to give it a percentage, I'd say like 30% chance for you. And I think that's being a little generous. Sorry, I, it wasn't, that wasn't a reaction to this. It was a reaction to our, our buddy AJ and Gonzalez. AJ on the guitar says Rick should celebrate with a glass of gin and tonic, and gin is spelled J-I-N. Oh, I get it. I, was gonna say, I don't really, Gin makes me angry if I'm in <laughs> so. Gin makes me angry. Oh, I want to see angry that on right a now. t-shirt. No, you don't. <laughs> Any other alcohol makes me the happiest guy in the world. Nah. Gin, just adverse reaction. Tequila gin makes me uh Makes your clothes fall off. off. That too, but also like jump off of roofs into pools. Sweet. Beer know. also does that, and whiskey does that. Alcohol does that. A small crowd makes me do that. Because I'm a sucker for a laugh. He loves attention. <laughs> Bet. If I can knock DeGrom real quick, his team was only 14 and 18, and it starts. Okay, That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 14 yeah. 18. Yeah. Plus, he's the Mets. Yeah. But, but, Mets. but, but he hit more homers. What it's up true. with that, Rick? Yeah, but Why Ryu, didn't you will him? Ryu hit that one. Oh. It was the most glorious. Did you just hear it like? Dun, 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 I actually dun. replayed the the uh, um, the call of it the other day just because I just needed to hear it. It's one of the best days of my entire life. Oh my gosh! I mean, I, I absolutely, that's not a superlative. That is sincere. I think <laughs> sincere. I think sincere. I don't know how good it would have been for me if I didn't know you. Oh but knowing you, I was like. I'm so happy for Rick right now. And I was on Twitter and I was like, watch everybody congratulate Rick one after another. And I it didn't was literally like, it was incredible. Like I didn't all, even everyone see like, I'm it. so happy for Rick. I didn't see it. I was at the golf course and I still text you about it. I was like, how are you feeling right now? I don't know that my heart's ever, I have a pretty slow heartbeat. I think. And that was, <laughs> it, was tough. Yeah, it fixed a medical condition guys. That's how no, slow heartbeat's good, man. I'm in great shape. <laughs> I was happy. That Theoretically. Day. Theoretically. That's yeah. the last time I was happy. That was the last time I was happy. Nerdy Dodger says someone get Brooke a tequila. That's an important yeah. thing. Tequila. What about, um, our other guy that what's his name? Buildinger or something like that. I forget the other guy where this is a Ryu show. This is the hot Ryu hour, but what about belly? Oh yeah. Belly. Not I hot forgot, Ryu. But. I forgot he could get an award. Possibly. Probably not. So happening, Rick. If I had to actually, I mean, of the two Dodgers, I'd say Bellinger is legitimately the More likely chance. between the two. Yeah. I'd say if I had to put, I'd say 60-40 Bellinger over Yelich, and it has a lot to do with the fact that Yelich missed the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. With a broken knee. Yeah. And it's it's yeah, tough because, I mean, again, from the peripherals, the higher average, higher on base, higher slugging. Um, 
I think the gold glove for your, for Bellinger definitely helps from an all around player perspective. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that guys always talk about when it comes to like MVP. Okay. Well, he was on a team that, you know, he led them to the playoffs or he led them this tight. And, but for Cy Young, it doesn't really make a difference. Like, yeah, Cy Young's yeah. Like, it's like, you, Oh, you were just the best pitcher. It's like, it. Oh, well you won all those games because your offense was good. It's like, wait, wait a second. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, I understand it. It's just, I don't know. I've been saying it for years and I'll keep saying it till the day I die. Baseball voting is one of the most flawed systems yep. in the whole sport or whatever all of sports yeah. that's what i mean uh but i will sorry i will say about yelich i mean he missed what 32 games total in the season yeah with the, the back early the year and ever and then i i know it's I not as it. pronounced as cores but like the home field advantage he has at, at miller park yeah if you look at his splits granted his splits on the road are about equal to what bellinger hit so yeah. not too far off but if you factor in the full season the gold glove winning the division the start of the season, the one knock on Bellinger is they hit like 256 over the last couple yeah. months. I mean, it's not great. But. They also had the fielding Bible thing. That's another yeah. like defensive award. He, he did all, all he did a lot of things with the glove. He played everywhere. He was at every man. He probably definitely 100% was the most valuable player for the Dodgers. But, yeah. I still think he wins it. I just I, it's This is probably as close of an MVP as I've seen in a while, mm-hmm. if I mean, totally honest. That's good. That makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Well, before we let you go, Rick, and before we let you guys go, well, I got all night, guys. Because it's uh, what time is it? Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> that's my best joke of the day so far, and it's not even close. <laughs> uh, we had Gail ask, and this is an interesting question because I think a lot of people actually want to know this. Where did your love for him start? For you? Yes, because no one really knows the origin story of Rick. Rick not, and not Roo? like his origins, Rick and Roo? but like Rick and Rue. Ooh. That's my next shirt. Is that the next mug? <laughs> yeah. Do you have uh, you have like a picture with you, like phantom arming around him? I could make that. I can make that, right? In All right, post. we got that. Yeah, make that in post. My love for Ryu. So <clears throat> last year was my first year with the team. Joe was asking me about favorite players early in the season. And, and I mean, I'd seen him pitch a few times. I'd kind of grown to like him as a player. I just think like, okay, when I pitched in college or just in general, I was a soft throwing, not that he's that soft throwing, but left-handed pitcher. Had a lot of junk. Uh-huh. Didn't really overpower guys. When I say that, like I only care about walks per nine, like that's because like that was like my best stat. It's like I had the fewest walks on the team. And, like, You're like coach. Yeah. Please yeah. look at my walks per nine. He'd be like, you struck out four guys in seven innings. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't walk any. You know, what I mean, it's like you gave up seven yeah. home runs. Well, hey, 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 hey. No, no, no. That was just a hypothetical situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah hey, totally. I cut the ball in the park. All right. Uh, so I think just from a left-handed pitcher, like I don't know, I gravitated towards someone who kind of, not that I compared it all to hit what he could do but like just similar pitching style mm-hmm. and then i don't know he's just kind of a lovable character and yeah i heard that he didn't really throw bullpens and <clears throat> just kind of hung out and i didn't throw bullpens like i only pitched on days i the only time i like threw a baseball was when i pitched i'm like this guy this guy gets it i think that was so, one of my favorite <laughs> things to hear about him because everyone was just like what do you mean he doesn't throw bullpens and they were just like he just doesn't throw bullpens yeah. and they were like what it was exciting <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that sounds what I did at the D3 level. It makes total sense. He so, did it at the big league level. Yeah. So, so big deal. Yeah. And importantly, he bows when bowed to. <laughs> he's yes. told you that. He's yeah. told you it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say. But, You're uh, the one who lives on that story. I, it, it hurts me to this day. But anyway, I, to finish that story, I told Joe, I told Oral, that, and they were kind of like confused by it. And then <laughs> he went on the IL or DL at that point, and then he came back and was back. pitching well, pitching well. And kind of like each time he would pitch well, they'd kind of turn and look at me like, all right, you're on to right. something here. And then, it was, and then like midway through last season, they're kind of like, you're loving this, aren't you? I'm like, <laughs> I bought real low on that stock. <laughs> so when do you move into a scouting position? 
scouting position. Huh. Uh, could you imagine? <laughs> like, like that he's, guy. He's real good at picking out non-overpowering <laughs> left-handed pitching. Yeah, yeah, could you imagine? He really cornered the market on that. We got four lefty starters that throw like under ninety. He would have found. <laughs> he would have found Jamie Moyer right off the yeah, bat. You yeah, you want Moyer? Yeah. You, I'm assuming you're all in on Cole. Hamels. I was called J- the high school Jamie Moyer from my team. They're like, they're like, yeah, you really. Like, and I was like, that's not really. Didn't like give that is 100 percent not a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I was like, thank you. Was like a record for home runs allowed. <laughs> And the coach is like, yeah, you're like, you're like Jamie Moyer. I'm like, that's not good. Dude, you can pitch forever, though. Yeah, yeah. Keep in mind what Jamie Moyer was like, only 46 at that time. Listen. Listen. He still had 10 more years under his belt. Oh, God. I think that's about the, the proper time. Man, I don't know what to call this. We call this, um, like, I was, I was the Jamie Moyer. I'm th- pretty sure I'm calling this episode Ideal Rick World. Jamie Moyer's last season, he was 49. Oh, dear God. Are you serious? 49 years old. People Major get League that Baseball. Old? He pitched in 2012 for Colorado. Mm-hmm. In Colorado as a 49-year-old throwing like And had a 5.7 ERA. Not bad. What was his, his FIP, though? Like, <laughs> There's so many. Like 2-3. Like like it's like, yeah, he actually dominated. Yeah, right. 5.5. Oh, okay. So, so I mean, he, he for being Jamie better. Moyer and yeah. being forty nine, not bad. So blame Tula Whiskey for his crappy defense at oh. short, and that now we're done. We're, we're two thousand twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's uh, that's all the excitement we can handle today. But uh, thank you to our friend Rick for coming out for for walking a couple blocks away. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're gonna have to bring you in more more often in the off season just because I got a lot going on. You now, live so. here, yeah. bet bet. <laughs> it's like oh, I'm super busy. I don't want to yeah. be back until like like next year. You guys can find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Subscribe to Blue Heaven on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, and anywhere else. Just just Google Blue Heaven Podcast or like Dodgers Nation Blue Heaven Podcast. We'll pop up. Or, or just Google Brook. I don't think that's going to work. Okay, that's fine. It, you're probably going to get like a woman, but that's okay. That's also good, I guess. Uh, yeah, you can find us at all those sources because obviously you know, now that's where podcasts are. A small are. stream. The no, Lake District boasts lovely lakes and babbling brooks. Oh, you searched up. <laughs> I brook. literally Googled brook, and that's what came up. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's really impressive. <laughs> I am at BrookMe3. This guy over here is at RealFRG. We are both on Twitter and Instagram. But, uh, you know, go to DodgerNation.com. And, and follow Rick. Important. Follow Rick. Yeah. Or Rick, uh, what, what's your... Uh, uh, is it underscore? Un- it's Rick underscore K21. Yeah, real complicated. Yeah. You had to make it hard so people want to yeah. search for you. Wait, yeah, because you changed your Instagram to, to be, like, both? Aren't you, like, Richard K? No, it's just or Rick Krajewski is my Instagram. <sighs> Tell those people. You gotta be different. Mine used to be different. And then <laughs> gotta I, be different. Then I had to change it to so they were both the same. I'm not actually me mad about it. I mean, my, my email is absurd. It's my full name. Yeah. Which is, like, it's, it's kind of a why. Lot. Just why. Yeah. What's your middle name? Uh, it's, well, it's only the initial, but my middle name is Charles. <gasps> Rich Charles. Don't forget oh. that one, Tati. She likes middle names. I don't know what her deal is. It's because you offered a free drink to anybody who knew my middle name. Anyways, thanks for, thanks for hanging out with them. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. James? And we will see you next Tuesday. Jimothy. Bye. Bye. John? You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.